All right, we are live. Here comes the intro. Shut up and sit down. Boom, 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 boom. What's up, brother? Another day, another day. That's right. Welcome to the Couch Live, everybody. Uh, you're listening on uh, WKB 1680 AM, and that's in Orlando, or 100.7 FM, uh, also here in Orlando. Uh, or you're watching it on Facebook Live or on Facebook Regular or where else, Trini? Uh, what's the difference, I'll, between, I'll, what's the difference right. between Facebook Regular and Facebook Live, just out of I, curiosity? I, I don't know. One Zuckerberg can cancel you now. The other one, he can cancel you later. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't really know. But, uh, I'm the street certified Dr. Louis Delgado here with you. <laughs> Been here with you for 24 years talking about uh, drugs and alcohol situation and recovery. Uh, but we are Dope and Dharma. This is the Couch Live version of Dope and Dharma, where we talk about addiction and family issues and stuff like that. Um, and that's Trinity Phillips, the Dharma guy, my co-host. What's up? Hey, hey, what is up? Are you trying to get your uh, your wardrobe set that's up? That's right, man. Trying um, to figure out hat, wardrobe function. Right. Well, like this hat is so like it's it's worn. It's had its say. day. It, yes, and so it's like all like lopsided and stuff now. Like I've gone canoeing with this. I've gone right. like. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys that has hats to, like, my way of washing it is when we're out canoeing, I'll take it, dump it in the water, and put it on, and there you go. Like, that's... It, it, it fits you, Trinity. It fits you. I'm all right with that. Well, let, me, let me ask you something. Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you canoe? Your big old self canoes? Of course, man. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I, wait, you, can, you can't... What do you call it? Zip line, but you can canoe. I've, I've zip lined before. I mean, I can't do it because of my size. I can't do it as much now. So I'm saying those little straps for little people. <laughs> it's not uh, you know what? No, I, I think if it's like a good zip line course, they should be able to right. hold my, my really? size and my weight. But uh, but yeah, canoes, I, I do it just fine. I do canoes. I, that's, uh, you we live in Orlando, man. There's so many canoeing places around here, yeah. too. Like, how could yeah. you not? Yeah. Well, I, I got, got some plenty kayaks, of man. I didn't yeah. know you were into that. I got, yeah, I got yeah. some. We, we talked about it. Remember, like, I we was going to buy a canoe one time. I got, I had this thing, Trini. You know, this <laughs> yeah, thing. exactly. The uh, thing where you it, don't listen to me. Yeah, you, you don't ever listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Dana now. About that. Anyway, oh, uh, you know, Shaw's back in the studio. He's taking care of uh, the studio component of this. And of course, we got lazy after COVID and stuff. And yeah. It, it's much easier to do the show like this. So hopefully it is uh, working out properly for you people. Uh, Not only that, have you seen gas prices lately? Yeah, it's well, like you know, three seventy five around the house, man. That's ridiculous. It, it's it, it's not as bad as it was. It, it's better. It's better compared to what? <laughs> I mean, it was it was in the four day four range. I don't, you know. I guess, man. I don't know. And then some cities I go to, it's better than others. Right. Oh, anyway. Sure. Uh, Doing this on a Sunday afternoon for you for you people that are watching it live. Um, unfortunately, you have to do it on a Sunday afternoon because uh, there'll be some travel time tomorrow. So, um, or today, really, in about a few minutes, I got to get to Daytona Airport. But uh, uh, let's let's do this. We started talking about alcohol last show, and, yes. and I thought it was just going to be a one and done, right? And then during the show, like towards the end of the show, you started bringing up some other stuff, and then it it. You you brought up the idea. Well, this is gonna have to be, you know, part one of two, right? So I agree. So this morning when I told you, okay, I'm ready to do this, so I can get to the airport. You asked me, "What well, thought we already did that topic?" Well, I just didn't. I I, I was going to do the write up, so I didn't make sure I understood what our focus was going to be. Because I remember we talked about it, but it's 
because you and I have so many conversations off air as well. Right. Sometimes they kind of run together. And I know we did talk about having some right. some people who did some uh, some studies from UCF on the right, show right, as well. Right, although right. I don't think we've reached out to them. That but, guy retired. Yeah, I mean, I think we're well versed enough to at least get the the point across. I mean, do I think that we yeah. could do it as much service as he could? Probably not. Listen. But I think we know enough to where we can probably intelligently discuss it. People, Trinity has officially gotten old because um, that conversation right there. Even I remember that conversation that he's talking about that he's referencing right now happened before last show. It didn't happen yes, after last show. So, no, so, so the facts are the Trinity at the end of last show, which is only a week ago, people. Yes. He says, oh, you know, I got more to say. I got more to talk about. We got we to do part two. And the facts are we haven't talked about this show for a week. Okay. Probably. We just, we, just, we haven't. <laughs> and then he has forgotten. So he's playing a Louie. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually my role. My role is to forget and then trinity with his bright mind would always you know his a student brain is always like this is what we talked about this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna and now he's acting like me and he's going like uh you know what i don't i don't remember did we already do that already and so i had to go back and like try to watch the last show which i you know i already heard what i said i didn't want to hear what i had to say again trinity. i i think our perspectives are slightly different on this one but that's okay you run Wait a minute, mine is factual what is your perspective <laughs> Uh, no, I just simply wanted to write up. I wanted to make it confirm what we were talking about because you said we're talking about alcohol. Oh, oh that's so when I'm writing it up, I want to make sure I knew what the focal right. point was. And then yeah, you I'm said we're doing that. the myths. I'm so, not disputing Okay, we'll do the myths. I'm not disputing Because I don't that. think we, we didn't get to the myths. Um, I only know a few, obviously. Right. I think you know more. Um, we were supposed, I got the number from Dr. Tom Hall to right. reach out to the guy who actually did the studies. Right. Uh, one of them like retired and sold the business, yeah. I think, to somebody else. Yeah, it goes back to um, that again, people. I got both the numbers, um, but I never really reached out to them. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I know that was part of the idea is to have them on. But Trinity is inside the myth of fact right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the last show. And at that last five, ten minutes, you're going to see exactly it. Anyway. Sure. All right. So let, let, let's get back into it then. So, so. Let's start with some myths that, that, that you think are out there, Trinity. You you tell me the sure. myth, and, and then let's talk about it. What, what kind of myths are you are you concerned about? Well, I, I will say um, the, the ones that I'm I'm most ver- well-versed on, right? I'll start there, because there's a couple of them that I think are doozies, but right. I think you know more of the science behind it, because you okay. actually heard the presentation. So mm-hmm. let me start with the ones that I'm most We're not going to get scientific with. on this show, because it, you yeah, know, well, there's no reason to get scientific. Um, the ones that I'm most familiar with would be like... Uh, you know, uh, people think that they need alcohol to have a good time, right? Oh. Like they, they think that um, they need alcohol to have a good time. They need it to wind down at the end of the day. They need it to relax. Right. Right. Um, and I would call that a myth because there's millions of people who don't have alcohol, right. you know, consumption, and they, they they unwind just fine or they have a great time. Well, have you ever I thought that maybe they're not having that great of a time, Trinity? Um, maybe they're, they're bored. Uh, no, no, I've actually never thought that <laughs> mainly because I, I don't, I don't drink just like, just like I, I've had periods of time in my life where I, I would, would consume alcohol, where I'd have some beer right. with the fellas. Right, right. Uh, and, and I haven't had any alcohol in I don't even know how right. many years now, probably four or five years at least. Right. Um, and, uh, no difference really like no difference as far as my ability to enjoy my evening out. Right. Uh, no, di- only, the only real difference to be honest with me is my check is like half. You know, when the bill comes, it's nowhere near what it was, right? Yeah. And so you could argue 
it's not a really good time when you get like an $80 bill from having dinner and like some beers. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I think that is a myth. I think it's a myth that people think that it's a great tool to come down and like, Oh, go home and get you a glass of wine. You know, I'm not saying that you can't do that, mm-hmm. but and I'm not even saying that's a problem. Mm-hmm. The only time I would personally consider it a problem is when you start to think that one has to have the other. Like I have to have my glass of wine or I can't come down at the end of the night. I have to have a beer with my friends or I can't have a good time. That's when I personally think it starts to become a bit of a problem. And I think those are myths. Okay. So those are two different things. So which one do you want to cover first? Uh, let's cover the having a good time. Why not? All right. So, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So people, when, you, when we're all thinking about having a good time, um, we're definitely, I, I mean, I don't remember ever saying, man, let's go out and get arrested tonight, bro. Let's go out. And, <laughs> I can't wait to, to just, you know, get caught. I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to sleep in that bunk. That let, And for those of you who ever slept on that bunk, you know how thin that mattress is. And how cold they like to make it when it's when it when it, when they don't need to, right? Sometimes it's either cold or hot. I've never been in a hot one, uh, it's always been cold for no reason. Um, okay blanket doesn't fit a body. The, the 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 bed the cushion is definitely thinner than anything ever ever existed. Um, so luckily I've never had to sleep there. Long. Sure, you know it's just a couple hours and get the hell out of there. <laughs> but but uh anyway let's talk about that so let's have a good time um okay i would go to a person's ability to feel comfortable in front of others you know we would talk that social anxiety people i kind of feel for people that that do truly suffer social anxiety and and when they get around a lot of people they're not themselves they don't feel themselves and so at some point in their life they may experiment and right. find that they're more lively and more able to say what they want to say in in for those purposes and those reasons it is a shortcut see i'm not gonna say that it can't work for you because psychologically you may believe it works for you and and it may it, what it does is it removes you as a barrier it, it lowers your inhibitions so you're no longer with all your rules and your fact checking of self right so you may be a little bit more freer only the issue is it's not very sustainable, no. you know, uh, and, and it can become harmful if at some point uh, it goes beyond you being able to have a good time and being able to be social and you become obnoxious instead. Uh, you become ir- irritating. You become problematic. Uh, you don't know how to self-regulate uh, your humor or your comments or your physical activity. And then in that way, it starts becoming harmful. Now, if you hang out with people that are doing the same, they typically will allow that. You know, for instance, uh, Trinity, if you and I would have met back when uh, I partied and you partied, what you would have found is I was okay with however you chose to behave because to me it was entertaining. (laughs) So if you got, if you became annoying to somebody else and they, and you started arguing with them, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm egging it on. I'm stirring the pot. If you got physical with somebody, somebody wanted to get physical, that's fun. So I'm stirring the pot. Let's get into it. Um, if you ended up, uh, maybe, you know, being with someone who maybe was someone that you would have normally been with and you're using alcohol as a reason to be with that person, I'm going to let you do it because I'm going (laughs) to make that, I'm going to make fun of you the next day, uh, uh, for doing it. Uh, so for all those reasons, we find ourselves in the trappings of doing it longer than maybe we should have. 
And for those reasons are typically because there are a lot of fun stories and happy stories in that relatively. Um, we tend to be okay with it. But now what if you get around other types of people that are not okay with that? And uh, the end result is a little bit more problematic than just um, having a good time. You impregnate somebody or you violate somebody. You didn't, you didn't hear the no. You didn't hear the please stop. It's this is not cool. You know, we went as far as we should go. And you didn't respect that or respond to that in a healthy way. Um, then that's that's when, you know, rightly so, you should probably take a look at what you're doing and maybe not do it again because alcohol is no longer your friend. Now, alcohol is not only taking you out of the way uh, and all the rules that you had upon yourself, but it's also taking the law, the, the other rules, the real rules that exist. Your rules are one thing, but the law is another and someone else's rules about themselves is also another and uh you want to have a good time fine you know by a lake all by yourself that's one thing but as soon as you're in a society where you have obligations and responsibilities to just play well with others and choose not to then then we're going to take issue with that and and someone's either going to smack you into into submission or they're going to arrest you into submission or, or, or something like that well, see, I, I think you kind of stumbled across another myth, right? In doing okay. that, like I can't address it without addressing the other myth, and that is, okay, what is that? There's a myth of this whole like alcohol made me do it, right? Well, like, that's our excuse, right? Yeah, people want to blame alcohol, and, mm -hmm. and like I think that's a myth. Alcohol mm -hmm. didn't make you do anything. Alcohol doesn't put thoughts that were in your head, you know, that were not previously in your head. Like alcohol. Uh, you know, alcohol in and of itself isn't this culprit out there. Like, you know, the old timey, like, <laughs> I'm going to make, no, that's not what alcohol is. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Like, no, you chose to do stupid things, right? Like you chose, you chose to, to, you know, throw your inhibitions to the side. You well, chose to partly hurt, hurt this person. Partly. Um, okay. Partly. And, and I'll explain. I'll explain. Because do I think the decision making isn't 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 uh, uh, skewed slightly with when you're inebriated? Of course it is. Like, it, sure. it's, it, it's 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 know I'm going to explain some of the skew for you then on some of this. OK, so partly uh, when I say it removes you and your roles and your lowers your inhibitions. Remember, we're animals. So we have sure. a lot of animalistic thoughts that that if we went and behaved like that all day long, we wouldn't be able to live in a normal society. It would not be a very comfortable society, right? So you're allowed to think whatever you want to think, and you're allowed to have ideas and, and, and laugh internally. I do that all the time. <laughs> you know, and I smack so many of you like yes. silently. Yes. I am constantly smacking people in my head, and it's and I and, and you'll find me chuckling to myself, you know, and, and you know, uh if you if you know me real well and you hang out with me, you actually see me chuckling inside and you know exactly what i'm thinking i'm just you know remember that remember that old i'm squishing their head, I'm squishing their head. Yeah. exactly but but lowering your inhibitions does is a problem because that's frontal lobe content man you need frontal lobe that you're thinking reasoning learning listening you're processing of information you require your frontal cortex to be involved in your decision making and unfortunately when we are inebriated or if you have the disease of dependence and once you get intoxicated and start using the frontal lobe is no longer actively making the decision it's your midbrain your lizard brain and when your limbic system is in control now remember your limbic system is where your basic drives your urges your, your reward center your pleasure center exists so even though you've always had certain things that cause you pleasure your frontal lobe prevents you from 
doing everything that your midbrain is saying, yeah, let's go do it. And your frontal lobe goes, uh, no, we're not going to do it. You have like a committee at play, right? Sure. But as soon as a committee goes on vacation and your midbrain is left to making all the decisions, your limbic system, <laughs> that is why I say, yeah, d- does alcohol affect your thinking? A hundred percent. But it affects your thinking because your brain disconnect. It, it, you have it inside you. That's the, the myth is that it's not inside you at all. Exactly. No, it is inside you, but you require you are required to prevent all your internal thoughts from becoming action. That is your role. And the moment you're at a point where you're not doing that, then we got to deal with the raw of who you are. And we, and we don't want that. We don't want that. See, that's why, you know, we we require you to know. No, no, no. Sorry, Trinity. That's been canceled. You're no longer allowed to say that word. So you need your frontal lobe <laughs> active to do that. But if only your midbrain is at work, you will say, you know, things that may offend all too often. Yeah, you kind of already do, but yeah. Well, that's because you allow your, your you allow the past. See, and I do too. I there are certain things that still by committee I go, ah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm still jerky by decision. By yeah. by 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 and I'm stone cold by, sober, so right, right, right. And so so the other part of the myth was what you said to relax at home, right? Uh yeah, that was the other one where I, I know I've right. personally met many and many of people who don't right. think that they can come home and relax right. at the end of the night and unwind right. without a glass of wine, much yeah. in the same way. They can't not start their day without a cup of coffee. Right. And we've started this early on. Look, you know, we being the animals that we are, uh, we are perfect animals to be rewarded by reward. Uh, I mean, rewarded by reward <laughs> to, to be rewarded with like, like with a treat. Our behavior is guided by treats, right? Just like a dog. Uh, so we tend to reward, want to reward ourselves. Like we're our own handler. Right. Oh, you do. Good boy. Good boy. You know, we yes. give ourselves treats. And that's how we feel like, oh, that was worthy. The hard work or the time I put into. So, we, so culturally, we we enjoy that. We, we we like to to reward ourselves and we want other people to reward us, too. But like we did the show on compliments um, mm-hmm. the other day on Dharma time, we see that a lot of people aren't rewarding us. So then you may want to reward yourself a little bit further. Um, if you have difficulty calming down at the end of the night, first, let me talk to those people. If you have difficulty kind of winding down and relaxing at the end of the night, um, that could be that could be problematic because you, you need to recharge. Right. Um, and if it's working for you, by the way, and what I mean by working for you, if you truly feel recharged and rejuvenated and energized and it's not com- com- complicating your life further, then fine. Keep doing it um, if that's what you choose. I mean, it is again, it's a shortcut. This is just like pills are a shortcut, right? Um, you can either, you know, work on on natural remedies that help you calm and and uh, develop a, a sort of patience and relaxation and get into that OM kind of state um, or sleep state. Or you can take products and things and substances that can help you get into a calm and, and sleep state. Typically, tolerance exists. Uh, with substances, unfortunately. And, and when we build tolerance, one of the problems with tolerance is that the same amount that used to work before doesn't work quite the same way anymore. And instead of saying, wow, this isn't working, let me try something different. For some reason with substances, like substances are one of the only things that when we when, when it no longer works, it's not like we stop doing it. We just increase the amount, right? So that's what we tend to do. We tend to drink more, use more, smoke more, uh, eat more, 
whatever, if it's not working anymore, we tend to increase the volume and feel like, wow, I want to get back to what used to work. And that's where you used to hear the old term, like chasing the dragon um, back in the day. And, and that's, that's kind of what that's about. You're trying to get the same result from the same amount. Uh, and it's not, it's no longer working. So I would suggest uh, early on in your life. Um, so preferably, hopefully how you teach your kids. Number one, don't try to teach your kids by, by rewarding them with treats. Same concept happening. If you reward them with sugar, uh, caffeine or things like that, you are already setting them up to like, look, see this little high that you get from the sugar or this caffeine. That's your reward for doing the right thing. Um, or if you if you're a young person and you start rewarding yourself like that, you're, you're, you're going down a slippery slope. Just understand that at some point in your life, that tolerance effect may occur. Or if you have the genetic predisposition for addiction or alcoholism, then you might open up a Pandora's box that you're not fully prepared for because dependence is a whole other issue right now we're pretty much talking about abuse because that's for the mass audience instead of dependence so anybody listening to this and if, if you're alcohol dependent or substance use disorder uh of any type um you're kind of hearing this and reading this you know one way from disease state and we're kind of answering it from the the more norm which is the non-disease state people that still get into problems or issues yeah, it's it's funny uh, you bring that up. Or funny, haha, I guess. But right. um, interesting that you bring up what you brought up as far as the treat, because uh, that's a uphill battle I've had to fight for many years in my training uh, business. Right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had so many clients over the years that I would train them, and one of the things I had to like kind of bring to their attention. So it's it's interesting that you brought it up, and that is, mm -hmm. I would tell them like, guys, you're, you're not a dog right? Like stop treating yourself with these things that are moving you away from your goal. If your goal is to lose body fat and to sculpt your body or whatever, then when you hit a milestone, you got to stop with this idea of I'm going to reward that milestone with something that's going to take me further from my goal. Right. Like, yay, I accomplished this thing where I lost, you know, seven inches on my waist. I'm going to go ahead and treat myself and I'm going to have that cake. Well, like, by having that cake, first of all, you're reinforcing the behavior that got you there in the first place. Right. And secondly, you're moving further away because now that cake is actually going to hurt you in your in your journey here. Um, so it's just interesting that you brought that up because like I've I've had that conversation countless times over the years where I've actually right. had to have that discussion with people about about the concept of like if you want to reward yourself, cool. That's I'm all for it, right? But try to reward something that's actually going to benefit you, not hurt you. Like if you're not having an issue, like C point out, if you're not having an issue with certain substances or certain things and it's working for you, we're not really talking to you, right? What we're talking to is the person who who is having an issue with it or, or is right. realizing that it's not really lining up to what your goals are. So like a lot of my clients that would have the need to go out with friends and consume a lot of calories or whatever, I would tell them instead to shift your reward and say, hey, I'm going to buy myself that new outfit. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know treat myself with like, you know, uh, like a staycation or something or you know something along those lines. Like, treat yourself with something that's actually going to be a reward that's not going to take you further from your established goal. Right. Right. Yeah. So so uh, I think that pretty much covers some of that and it at least opens up discussion. And, and look again, you know, this is not the kind of full discussion where we're we're giving you all the the remedies for that. I just think that if you're struggling with sleep or relaxation. Uh, you should maybe try some other methods unless again, unless it's working for you, because listen, yeah. if, if when you come home 
and you take a hit of something and or you take a swig of something or, or whatever, and it's completely working for you and it's not affecting those around you in your, in your, in your ultimate goal and lifestyle, then that's fine. It's, you know, uh, just watch for the non-sustainability. Typically substances are non-sustainable. So, and it's, and it's not about one of the myths is like, I can control it. Like I, 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 I would know if it's getting out of hand. Yeah. You're you are going to be the last to know if it's getting out of hand. That's the unfortunate problem with substances. See, it would be great. It would be great <laughs> if if we had like this meter inside of us that would like we could check it every once in a while. Right. That says, oh, man, I'm on empty. Right. But we don't we don't have any gauges for any of the complexities of our body. Right. We have to go to professionals to check our gauges. Right. That's why we get our blood work done. Look, if we had that ability to know, we would never need blood work. You would just know, hey, I know my blood is, <laughs> yeah. I know I need this vitamin, this nutrient, whatever. See, whenever my body needs a nutrient, the only way I know how to read it is potato chip. That's all I hear is potato chip. Like it says, I'm hungry, potato chip. I need vitamin C, potato chip. <laughs> you know, I'm thirsty. Just have a potato chip and then drink something. You know, like I, I unfortunately, <laughs> our, ga our gauges are like invisible we, i love we, that you still call it potato chip like like why most As people think just call it chips i believe but that's oh, cool. it's it's a potato chip sure. uh but but you know so so we require in invention to to look at our stuff as humans and, and we've done pretty good at that like we've been able to invent uh ways to check our systems right just like when we create machinery we create gauges to be able to check that machinery but we have not really fully uh, been able to check this machinery properly, right? Um, and, and, that's, and that's a big one. So you're not going to know when it's out of control. Here's how you – if you want to know how you're going to know, you're going to know by – they're telling you. The people that you care about are telling you. The problem is the way we usually respond to that is this person needs to be X'd out of my life now. You know, I, yeah. I, I, you're, you're nagging me, and if you're nagging me, I'm gone. Or if you're talking to me like this, you're gone because it's easy to find others who have already gone through that or they're currently experiencing that. So they all like validate it. Right. Like that's the, the, the joke that we have on this show is that you can go to any bar. I can go to any bar in the United States and start complaining about my wife and I will find a whole group of people that will just jump right in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you know, male or female, by the way, because they'll it will. Everybody will just talk about their, their other that doesn't get them. Right. Yeah. So it's easy to find people that are validated, but it, but but the people that are that, that really most care about you and that know the most about you, that's the one you really need to be listening to. And unfortunately, those are the ones that we start spending less time with as we're getting worse. So one good way to see, am I getting worse or is this becoming a problem is what does your close network of loved ones think? Um, and then, you know, think deeply and hard on that now if you have a loved one that's like ah screw it usually they're doing it with you too right mm -hmm. we you know and this is you know one of the problems trinity and we touched on this last show said everybody thinks they're an expert right everybody yes so you know one thing typically your mother is either either very enabling or 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 the hardest person on earth it's going to be one or the other typically very rarely is a mother like right there in the middle right either they're a very uh enabling mom and you can't do no wrong in public, I can do no wrong, bro. Seriously. I mean, I can do it. I, I used to do horrible things. They've had me on video smoking pot at high school. And my mom just simply looked at me in the principal's office. Says, is that you doing it? And I said, no, it's not. And my mom says, that's not him. That's not what he's doing. 
boom, done. I'm looking at that principal like, good luck, brother. You have no idea what you just stepped into, but you are not allowed to talk negative about her son ever. Now, privately, hardcore. Can't get away with anything, but publicly, that's not going to happen. And so, so you get these dynamics in families. So sometimes your family is not the good gauge and you have to go seek a professional. What do I mean by that? Okay. Trinity, have you ever had something happen to your car where a well-intended friend or neighbor knew how to fix things? So they did it. They go, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. I know what it is. I'll take care of it for you. And, did that ever happen? Anyone ever fix something for you and it, go, and it like go <laughs> yeah. wrong? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're thinking, man, I shouldn't have went to a friend or family member because, yeah, normally they know what they're talking about. But I'm seeing them as a friend right now or a family member and not as a customer. And I have no recourse now. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I remember getting the brakes done by this well-intended, great friend, great human being. I love this guy, dude. This guy would always be there for me and my family. But one time I let him do our brakes. Oh, Those brakes squeaked nastily. And I would tell him, I said, Are they, the squeaking. He goes, oh, that's the way it is. And I'm like, dude, I've been driving all my life. I, what are you talking about? He's, he he literally was trying to convince me that but because all, that, that squeaking was normal for whatever condition. And I was like, dude, this is this is it. So it's it's like that. It's like, don't go to your friends and family for, for real serious stuff without recourse. That's why we go to professionals. And, the, and trust me, I know you guys don't, don't want to believe it, but there are professionals for behavioral issues. There are professionals for substance use disorder possibilities. There are professionals on your brain. I know you think you know your brain better than anybody else. I know you think that. I know you think you know yourself better than anybody else, but you don't. You only That's are. That's myth. Right. That's that's the biggest myth on the planet. Yeah. I know my body. I know me. No, I, I actually you no, don't, you don't know you. If you've ever had children, you know this better than anybody. Your kids <laughs> yeah. will tell you who they are. And you're like, you wait a minute. Before you were even five. That's that was like when a lot of you got created and I knew all about you. I know the way you smile, cry, all that stuff. And you still look the same when you cry. You still look the same when you smile. And laugh. All that is very <laughs> similar to what it was zero to five. I knew you before you knew you, and then you got involved and started creating the you that you wanted to be. Yeah. You know the wanna be, but I know the who you be. Now, <laughs> that internal thinking, that the little that's what you're thinking. Oh, you don't know all the things I think. Oh, no, here's why I know that, too, because we all think it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we all really think that weird stuff. Just some of us playing it a little bit longer than others. And when you're playing it a little bit long, we can see that, too, by the things that you do. See, I know you think you wear the clothes because you like the clothes. I know you think you wear the clothes because it's comfortable. I know you think you look that way because you like the way it looks. No, that just tells me a lot about who you are and what you watch and what you visualize, what you think is strong, what you think is weak, what you think is, is sexy, what you think is attractive. That, that Everything about you tells me something about what you think and feel. So. I'm not trying to get overly complicated here other than just to simply say, no, you are too biased and too within it to read it. It's like trying to to look at a piece of art with your nose right up against the art piece. You can't you don't go to a museum and stick your nose right on and go, oh, wow, this is a beautiful painting. It's beautiful. You got to step <laughs> away from it. You got to back away from it. And when you back away from it, you're able to see things that you can't see close up. 
You want to get close up for certain details and get close up for certain details. But for a full good picture, you got to be objective. You got not you got to not be emotionally attached to the situation or the outcome. And you just got to look at it for what it is. And so that is why it's good to talk about you know, talk about these anything to do with behavioral health or substance use issues with a professional. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that coincides really well with the miss the other myths that I think we've all heard, right? Like I drive better when I'm drunk or because you know, I'm more careful. Like I've heard that so many times. Um, you know, I, I do. Better. They might be initially. They might be initially. Again, there's one that at first Trinity at first, if you are more even like if you're a reckless driver or sure. if you're a person that's texting and driving, but when you drink, you're not doing that. Then yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're somewhat better, but your reflexes aren't better. No. So yeah, you're, better. you're more aware but you have less ability to activate the reflexes that are necessary. Right. Well, I, like I, I would even argue that your ability to notice is probably because I've seen the studies, right? Like there was a study where they had, they set people through an obstacle course. Matter of fact, right. they did all three yeah. regular driving, drunk driving and sleepy driving. Right. And believe it or not, sleepy driving and drunk oh, driving, yeah. there was really no difference. No. Um, no. And in many of those things, there was like a, like a ball that went across. Right. None of them saw it except for the the non right. uh, inebriated or the non sleeper. Right. So even when they were out, when they were drunk and they were like really, really focusing, they never saw the ball that crossed right. the street. Like that just never even occurred to them. It was there. Right. Very similar to the marijuana test with the pilots that yeah. the, the pilots that, that had smoked were wrecking the planes and they felt fine they, and they felt comfortable. Yeah. They felt relaxed. They were saying, I feel more relaxed, but they were wrecking the planes. Yeah. Look, that's that's the stuff, man. It's so yeah. true. The brain is the most complex thing on the planet. So <laughs> complex that if you don't, you know, all this talk about AI right now, right? Yes. Every person that works in AI that has created something AI is a millionaire why because <laughs> yeah. because if you could even get partially close if you could even tap into one percent of this brain and mimic it yeah. you're a billionaire if i can mimic a human brain like the day elon musk creates a human out of nothing <laughs> out of no matter of human he can write whatever that th there will be no more need for money Right. We would just all give every single dime we all have to him and just say, like, whatever you choose to give us. We're well, what I, I think is funny, right, about that same conversation with the alcohol and whatnot, and, and even weed, but we're mostly talking about alcohol today. Right, right, right. Um, so they'll admit that it has some sort of what they would deem positive effect on their mood, right. their decision-making, their behavior, and everything else. Right. But then when it comes time to, like, hey, you're not really – conducting yourself well or you're not a better driver or whatever it is suddenly it loses all ability to impact any of your functions right mm -hmm. even though you just admitted that you're taking it for a reason like you're not taking it because it's water you're taking it because right. it does something to you and so they love what they would deem as the positive effects of that but they would completely ignore any other you know suddenly it's water whenever it comes to their negative effects, right? Like, right. you know, well, it affects your, you know, your reflexes. No, 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 I'm more, really? Like, I thought you were taking it for the sole purpose of, of slowing things down and dumbing yeah. things down, Yeah. right? So it's like, that's that, those myths, right? Those are the lies that we tell ourselves to justify our behavior. So are you telling me that alcohol did make me more sexy? Because I, I, I felt pretty certain that I was <laughs> a hell of a lot more sexy, sexy drinking. <laughs> yeah, it made you feel more sexy, maybe. Or it made you just care less, uh, uh, you know, and and that's the thing is uh, we tell ourselves so uh, many lies when it comes to let's just say alcohol, like right. since that's what we're talking about, like right. 
there are, are I mean, there's so many of them, right? Like, like yeah, I'm yeah. better at this, you know. Right. Um, I'm a, my favorite one is um, everybody always knows what kind of drunk they are, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a good drunk or I'm a bad drunk. You don't really know that unless you've been caught on camera, right? Like, you know what you're that's like, it's almost the equivalent of asking somebody if they snore. Mm-hmm. How the hell would I know? I'm asleep. Like, I don't know if I do or not. So, like, when you're drunk, you're not the best, like, uh, you know, judge of your behavior at that point. You're not the best historian. No. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's a fact. Anytime you try to listen to a person that, that was drunk the night before and they try to tell you about a story, uh, <laughs> especially like a fight or something like that. I mean, we've yeah. all seen drunk fights. Sure. But when they explain it to you sober, you would yeah. think that there were like a UFC or, or, oh, yeah. or, you know, a professional boxer, the way that they, and I punched him like this and I hit him and then I gave him an uppercut. I'm like, dude, you were just flailing your arms. <laughs> yeah. It looks sloppy as hell. Now in your yeah. mind, you looked like, like a professional. You look like Pinklin Thomas in your head, right. but, but you didn't look like Pinklin Thomas in reality, bro. You looked like you were flailing those arms and looking like, ah, you were squealing and making all kinds of noises. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, perception is definitely. You know, one thing you're bringing up something else that we got to talk about then, because you kind of tapped into it, but not. Yeah, is is the type of alcohol you hear it all the time? You know. Oh uh, yeah. I only drink beer. Liquor that's, before that's, beer, never yeah, fear. That's beer why I don't drink whiskey. Never yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a wine drinker. You know, wine does this to me. And and that and what Trinity was alluding to earlier when we were talking about the guy that that would have been interesting uh, for this show, they did a whole study and research at UCF on this thing and they found out that it was the thinking not the drinking that all drinking was the same and even when it wasn't drinking when it wasn't alcohol the people behaved drunk as long as they thought they were drinking alcohol everything that they thought they were going to act like under the influence of alcohol they did so they proved that it was the thinking not the drinking and that was a that that study just blew everybody's mind yes you know i mean i don't i still don't know why that's and well that's why he sold it trinity he he was able to sell His, his you know what he found and, and what he put together after that because it was great but i i got a feeling that maybe the alcohol industry bought it because we don't see it anywhere no well it's you know, crazy when you hear that like right, right. when you hear the i remember the first time i heard it, i was like wait what like right. it took me a second to wrap because it goes against every single thing we've ever been told or made to believe about alcohol right right the the idea that like you said it's the thing like if you think that you're going to be, you know, behaving a certain kind of way. If you think that alcohol makes you a happy drunk and you're going to be the life of the party, like, well, we can give you a placebo and you're going to act the exact same way because you think that you're like, that's crazy to me. And I agree with you. It's, it's insane. And when I had to look him up, it was hard to kind of like find that, like why that that's not at the top of every Google list. Like you said, maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe, uh, maybe Anheuser Busch, you know, and, and and doing all their little Bud Light stuff. Maybe they're actually buying, you know, uh, uh, the studies up or something. Because yeah, that's crazy to me. It, it was easier for me to believe that you can give somebody non-alcoholic beverages, which they did, and that you can act drunk and get, you know, lower in your inhibitions. It was easier for me to believe that because by the time I heard that, I I was able to process memories of when we would mess with kids and give right. them. Like when near beer first came out, the, the non-alcoholic beers came out, we would give it to some kids and let them drink it. And they were right. acting like they were drunk. And we're like, anyway, hey, beer, bro. <laughs> and they were acting drunk, right? Right. So, so, so it was easy to believe that. What was hard to believe is that different liquor is the same. Like all liquors the same. It was like, it's still, it's still difficult. And I know the facts and I know the science. It's still difficult to believe that one beer is equal to 1.5 ounces of like a whiskey. Right. right. Or or a five ounce glass of wine. It's hard to believe that all those are equal because it's by volume. 
It's alcohol by volume. And because alcohol is so regulated out there, it's all pretty much the same. So that same 12 ounce can of beer, you know, five alcohol percent per volume is the same as the regular wine. That's one that, you know, that's that, that five ounce pour or the 1.5 ounce of, uh, of whiskey drink. That is so hard to believe. (laughs) And yet I know that it is. And then it's so hard to believe the other part of that myth is how fast it goes away. Right. Cause all of us, Anyone who's ever drank has probably felt like, dude, I got to just get some food in me. I just got to, you know, I like I used to smoke a cigarette. I used to be like, I just got to get some food to smoke a cigarette. Right. Right. And yeah. As soon as I smoked a cigarette, got some some food in me. I thought I can drive now. Right. So I really I, be, I believe that. Trend. I mean, psychologically, I was 100 percent convinced that that was a fact. Yet uh, now I know it takes one not, not just one hour, which we used to. It's like two full hours for each one drink. So if you that's a that's a long time. <laughs> that's a lot of processing for you know if you drink. What were you laughing about? There's definitely something you're thinking there's about a story when I say there, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, there's a story. Well, share with us. I mean, this is a place of stories, and we got about five minutes left. Yeah. Um. So I, I've been drunk probably I don't know three times in my whole life. Right. I, I just I I was that dude that didn't like to be out of control. So if I felt like a buzz, that's I would stop. Um. But one of the like the three or four times that I've been drunk in my whole life, I was oh god, I think it was like probably 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh there was a friend of mine, Donald, and we were we were at this like frat house type situation. It was just a bunch of dudes and we were there and we got like way too much. It was gold schlager. It was just uh it was a terrible, terrible like aftermath, right? But I'll never forget, he was running around like just like a chicken with his head cut off. All he kept repeating was hour and 15 minutes, hour and 15 minutes. And his brain, if he just walked around and did whatever for an hour and 15 minutes, he would sober up and be just fine. And he was couldn't have been more off. I mean, there's a lot more to that story. But for on air purposes, let's just say the hour and 15 minutes was not true. Uh, He did not sober up. After an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Um, but it was hilarious because he was convinced an hour and 15 minutes that right. that's all he needed. And like, no, man, we the amount that we right. took, no, man. No. And, and look, it's still ramping up, actually. So some, that's why sometimes when you see, well, the reason we take multiple breathalyzers, like we take one on the, on the street and then you know, back at the, at the station is because it can continue to rise. It's like, yeah. you know, like you're still on the rise up. It's still processing through, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, look, your poor kidneys and your poor liver, you know, they're, they're working as hard as they <laughs> yeah. can, man. But I mean, your, your stomach's involved, your liver's involved, your kidneys are involved, your blood system is involved, your skin is involved. Everything is trying to work at it. And, but that's why we smell you and you don't. Right. Yeah. So at first during the day, we smell your breath. But that's why if you ever if you've ever walked into into the room of somebody that has been that they were drunk the night before and you go wake them up. Have you ever smelled that room? That is alcohol that has been going out of their pores all night. Yeah. It's, it's been processing through and like yeah. evaporating, but out of their pores, not just their breathing and stomach, but like pores. And that's why it has that weird smell and they don't smell it. They can't no. they can't smell that They're the next blind. day. Yeah. That the next day. We still smell that alcohol. That's yeah. That, so. So yeah, that's. Ugh. It's so difficult to to be able to have these conversations and all of us allow ourselves to be honest with the truth. It's important for us to just be honest with the truth, and unfortunately, some of us are so insecure, or we're trying to 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 convince others of of what we want to believe is true of our perception rather than the reality because we don't want 
a certain consequence. And to some of us, that consequence means that I need moderation or I have to quit. And because that, that seems so, so much like a penalty and so punishing, it can't be true. We want to believe, and we'll end with this final myth, Trinity. I know you'll love this final myth. Oh, boy. I got myself here. I got to get myself out. Oh, yeah. I did this, so I got to get myself. Look, you've done nothing. You, Dude, there is nothing that you did to get yourself here. You, First of all, everything that you, the only reason I'm not naked right now is because other people did this. I may have chosen it, but, but other people helped me. You know, other people make the roads, the cars, the everything. There's everything else, the light, the computer. The, the, everything we do is by help of other people. And then when you use, they're helping you because they actually, you know, are using with you. So it helps you use, right? You know, so, so, so there's a whole uh, culture of individuals that have allowed you and helped you get to where you got to. So now you need a whole group, a different culture of people to help you stay away or get out of this. It's just a different subset of people that, Number one, the difference is they have the understanding of that side and this side. And this group over here only has the understanding of this side. And they're still using, so they're more biased, you know, because they're protecting themselves. When they tell you you don't have a problem, what they're saying to themselves is they don't have a problem because you're doing the same behaviors they're doing. You're acting like they're doing. You're saying the same excuses as they're doing. And so to say that you have a problem is like them pointing at themselves and them having a problem. The worst person on earth is the one that has every problem just like you and is pointing at you and going, yeah, you you really need to quit drinking. You got a problem. It's like, yeah, you, yeah. you're you're seriously out of it, brother. So um, we just all need to be more honest with ourselves. But but the only way to really do that is to seek a group outside yourself. And I'm not talking the very biased group because there's always a very, very biased group that just because they had a problem and everybody must have a problem and everybody must need to quit <laughs> drinking and everybody that drinks is an alcoholic. I'm not talking about that, that hardcore side. I'm talking about the, the more rational, real group of people out there that, that, are, that are no longer doing it. Uh, that, that are just like, look, if it's working for you, do it. But if it's not, I'm here for you. If you want my help, you know, uh, you know, I, I can show you what I did. It may work for you. It may not, you know, cause everybody's got their own path. Uh, but, but I know what I did work for me. So I have a strong belief that it would work for you, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. And that's, that's the more real that we got to get to anyway, Trinity, can you close us off a little bit? Uh, yeah. And just say that, that as I kind of just to bounce off of our, our first episode, when it comes to alcohol is, is, uh, alcohol is a real thing, man. Like, and not everything around it is necessarily positive. And I think that you owe it to yourself and your friends and your family, and the people around you to be honest about that, what, whatever it is, you know, you know, honestly, uh, positive or negative, you owe it to yourself to be honest about whatever that is for you. This idea that, that it's this great thing and there's no real downside except for those people, I think is going to get you in trouble at some point. Yeah, and I'll end with, look, I, look, alcohol is a thing, and because you put it in your mouth, you feel like you're in control. But once it's inside you, your control is gone. The internal things that happen inside your body, you no longer can regulate, no matter what you put in your system. As soon as you put anything in your system, you are left to the full control of that thing and how it interacts with you. And you are using yourself as an experiment. And unfortunately, sometimes experiments go really wrong, and you just have to, to, to reassess and reevaluate and 
change direction. If you could sit here and put your arm out and grow your hair off your arm seven inches just by thinking about it, then I'll start believing that you can control all the processes inside. If you can go ahead and hold your breath until tomorrow, then I'll believe that you can pro handle all the processes inside. If you could stop your heartbeat from beating right now for five minutes, all of it its own, and then let it start beating again five minutes later, I will believe that you're 100% in control of all the processes inside you. But until that moment, please understand that we all need a little bit of something and we all need a little bit of help if it's getting bad. If it's working for you, again, I just want to end with that. If it's working for you, great. You don't need us. But if it's not, give us a call at 833-NOW-MATTERS. That's 833-NOW-MATTERS. Or go to nowmattersmore.org and ask for some help. Or Trinity, how can they follow us on um, all the social media stuff? And uh uh, yeah, uh, on, on our social media, it's right below us. He is at the Dope Doctor. I am at the Dharma Guy. And uh, if you want to check us out on YouTube, do do so by uh, looking up Dope and Dharma or any of your major podcasting platforms if you want to just listen to us on the go. All right, he's the Dharma Guy. Thank you, Dharma Guy. I am the street certified Dope Doctor, Louis Delgado. And, of course, we have been here on the Couch Live, part of Dope and Dharma Show, uh, on WOKB 1680 AM and 100.7 FM. The dog says it's time to go. I got to get to Philadelphia now, my brother. So, Shaw, take it away. Adios, amigos. It's time for a taco. Goodbye.